today's news, budget retailer B&M is fined £1 million after an electrician sustains horrific injuries in an electrical explosion at a warehouse in Liverpool. The ECA asks the government to explain why electricity is four times more expensive than gas. And a £40 million a year electrical contracting firm collapses in Wales with the loss of all jobs. Welcome to Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Whether you're listening in the van, on site or down at the wholesale counter, I'm Joe Robinson and I've been through the best of the electrical industry news to save you the trouble. And as always, listen out for the words that I've been challenged to slip into today's show and comment below when you think you've spotted them for the chance to win an eFix goodie bag. A judge has ordered the discount retailer B&M to pay a fine of £1 million after electrician Shahana Rahman was set ablaze in an explosion at its warehouse in Liverpool. Rahman was given the job of connecting a generator to B&M's mains voltage distribution board. This was to allow the company to continue its core site functions whilst other contractors worked on high voltage maintenance. The board is in close proximity to the high voltage equipment which was energised while Rahman was wiring up the generator. At a certain point, the spanner Rahman was holding came into contact with a live high-voltage buzz bar, causing an instant blast and fireball. The 35-year-old was set on fire and sustained serious burns to his arms, hands, thighs, legs and face. Rahman was rushed to hospital, where doctors later placed him in an induced coma for two weeks. He then had to undergo a series of skin grafts. As a result of the incident, Rahman was unable to work for five months. At Liverpool Crown Court this month, prosecutor Craig Morris said that the first error B&M made was putting site maintenance manager Jim Anders in charge of the task of overseeing the fairly complex and potentially dangerous project, despite having no qualifications or experience in electrical work. A mix-up with cable deliveries then made what was already a tight timescale even tighter. This put Rahman and the other contractors under a time pressure. Another failing was the fact that B&M had allowed the work to proceed despite not having received a requested risk assessment from the generator supplier Agrico. Additionally, outside workers including Rahman were not given any safety inductions on the day. Morris told the court that it is a core safety principle that work should not take place on or near to a live conductor unless it is unreasonable for it to be dead. In other words, don't undertake work next to a live supply if it can be reasonably avoided. He said that as experienced electrical contractors, Rahman's employer Dacre Limited of Bolton should have assessed if they could have connected the generators while the electricity supply was dead. Defending B&M, barrister Mark Watson QC said that the company had changed its procedures to ensure that this situation will not be repeated. B&M admitted its failings and profoundly apologised for the consequences. As well as the £1 million fine, the judge ordered the discounter to pay almost £5,000 in court costs. Following the incident, Dacre has ceased trading and was fined a token £100. We at eFix have created some CPD training videos on the subject of safe isolation and I've put the links in the show notes. In other news this week, the Electrical Contractors Association has asked the government a simple question. Why is electricity four times more expensive than gas? The organisation has called for the next leader of the Conservative Party to make sure that both are taxed at the same rate. It points out that in 2021, 40% of the UK's electricity was generated from renewable energy sources. But fuel taxes on domestic electricity bills are 20% higher than on gas, meaning renewable energy is more heavily taxed. The ECA says taxing them the same would give a boost to low-carbon technologies such as electric heating and electric vehicle charging points, and no doubt help prevent us from resorting to candlesticks if the gas runs out.
However, another organisation is warning that the rush to install those electric vehicle chargers could be leading to disaster. The Skills Body City and Guild says a lack of appropriate training and qualifications could be leading to thousands of unsafe EV charger installations in homes, streets and commercial locations. It's calling on the industry to ensure all those working on EV charging point installations are equipped with the necessary skills they need to install them safely. In a City and Guild survey of 500 UK electricians, almost all understood there to be major risks associated with an electric vehicle charging work. Yet, despite the dangers, only 28% of them have undertaken specific EV charger training. And with 73% likely to seek work in installing or repairing EV charge points in the next 12 months, this demonstrates a clear risk unless companies ensure their workforce have the necessary training, skills, knowledge and experience to undertake this work safely. This new research is supported by findings of a report compiled for the Department for Transport. It found that nearly a fifth of new at-home charge point installations installed as part of the electric vehicle home charge scheme had dangerous or potentially dangerous issues and only 32% were labelled as satisfactory. I wonder if any of those dodgy installations had developed that fishy mackerel type smell from burning components. Now we have lots of great training videos on charger installation safety and I've put the links in the show notes so check them out. The big business story this week is news that Welsh contracting firm NWP Electrical and Mechanical has collapsed into administration with the loss of 59 jobs. The company worked on design and build schemes worth £40 million every year. These were in both the commercial and residential sectors and in both Wales and across the UK. However, joint administrators said that because of the ongoing economic conditions impacting the sector, significant pressure was placed on the firm's cash flow and its profits, leading to its insolvency. The big product news this week is the announcement that the Strutslayer is being launched in the UK for the first time. Now, it may sound like a heavy metal band, but this powerhouse of a tool from American firm Rigid will cut through Unistrut like a hot knife through butter. We'll give it an eFix bench test up in Skipton and you can get the link to it in the show notes. But I can confirm that it delivers workshop quality channel cuts without burrs in just five seconds. There's no grinding or soaring sparks and tons of swarf, just a clean, consistent cut with a simple pull of a trigger. It's been used by happy electrical contractors in America for a few years, and the good news is that this beast is now available on this side of the pond through tool distributor Thorn and Derrick. If you stick around until the end of the News Weekly, your reward will be a sneak peek of an exclusive head-to-head -head where we pit this bad boy against its nearest rival. You can bag other rewards in a new program for electricians, contractors and installers called Voltimum Plus. It works alongside your existing loyalty schemes and you can earn points seamlessly on kit from top brands such as Schneider Electric. In next to no time, you'll have enough for your next holiday toolkit, drill or grill. I've popped a link for more info in the show notes and as always, a big thanks to Schneider for sponsoring this week's show. And finally, to a gentleman who's being extremely well rewarded. It's been revealed that a recently qualified electrician who's just 21 years old is one of the highest paid in the world. Alexei Ilyakin earned an astonishing quarter of a million pounds last year. The revelation has caused a political storm in his native New York. And two of his electrician colleagues at the fire department also earned similar salaries, all due to long hours of overtime at skyscraper high rates. All three earn more than the city's mayor. The super salaries have been slammed by councillor Kalman Yeager, who says the department should hire sufficient people to do the work. I think it's about time Gary and I put in for a pay rise. What do you think? 
Anyway, that's it from us today. I'm not working overtime tonight. We've got some great videos coming up on our YouTube channel this week, including a Q&A on the difference between plugs and sockets. Not a question you'd think that needed asking, but it became increasingly obvious that it would do. And also, I pay a visit to a farm where it turns out that the cows need Wi-Fi. So stay tuned for that. Best of all, loyal viewers, that's you that is, you can gain a sneak peek first and exclusively of that special head-to-head -head that I promised you, the Strutzlayer versus its nearest rival, the Milwaukee Bandsaw. To see all the action and who wins, click here. If you think you know the words that we've smuggled into today's show, pop your guess into the comments and we'll dig out a goodie bag prize to the first to get the right answers. Last week's words were discommoded and unparliamentary, and the first person to guess both right was friend of the show and regular commenter Sergio Fernandez from sunny Costa del Watford. So click the link in the show notes to claim your prize, Sergio. Thanks for listening to this episode of Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Make sure you subscribe to receive the next update. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great week, stay safe out there, and remember, there's no such thing as a taut calibrated arm.